This is AutoLine Daily, the show that is dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Well, automakers posted their sales for the first quarter in the U.S. market, and the numbers look brutal. Wards says the SAR fell to only 11.4 million units in March, even though sales really didn't start to fall until mid-month. It predicts the SAR will likely fall to only 10 million in April and possibly to single digits in May. That would be a lower SAR than we saw during the Great Recession. Automakers sold 606,000 fewer vehicles in March than they did a year ago. Passenger cars took the biggest hit, down 41%. Crossovers were down 35%. SUVs fell 32%. And pickups fell the least, down 29%. Ward says commercial fleet sales did the best of all, with full-size pickups and full-size vans down 9% and 18% respectively. One bright spot in all these numbers is that the Chevrolet Silverado finally outsold the Ram pickup. Ford still tops the full-size segment with the F-Series, but saw its sales fall 14%, while Silverado sales actually shot up nearly 26%, and Ram sales were up 7%. Toyota and Nissan continued to struggle in the segment. And the sales numbers coming out of China are an indication of what the rest of the world is about to go through. LMC Automotive reports that even though China started to get the virus under control in February, sales fell 80% that month. And even though production is starting to get going again, it forecasts that sales probably fell 60% in March. LMC says if the virus is completely under control by May, then Chinese sales could start to recover in the third quarter and could rebound in the fourth quarter. But if the pandemic stretches into the second quarter, it says the Chinese auto industry could suffer catastrophic losses. Like we said, what happens in China is probably an indication of what will happen everywhere else in the world. And with sales plummeting, automakers are looking for new ways to lure customers to start shopping again. FCA will allow U.S. customers for the first time to complete the purchase of a vehicle online without ever stepping foot in a dealership. They can even trade in their old vehicle and apply for a car loan. GM and FCA are also trying out 0% seven-year loans, with FCA not taking payments for 90 days, but that's only on select vehicles. We're also seeing automakers helping out existing customers. Kia announced it's extending vehicle warranties worldwide, Any warranty that expires between February 1st and April 30th will be extended until June 30th. And Kia says more than 500,000 owners could benefit from this move. Enough of the coronavirus for the moment. Let's get to some industry news because Audi just gave us more details on the e-tron Sportback. The electric SUV is powered by a 95-kilowatt-hour battery, which provides nearly 280 miles of range based on the WLTP test. It features a drag coefficient of 0.25, and thanks to its aerodynamics, the crossover gets an extra 6 miles of range. Each axle is fitted with an electric motor, and the total output of the vehicle is 300 kilowatts, 
which helps the e-tron Sportback move from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 5.7 seconds. It's offered with digital matrix LED headlights, which light up the road in high resolution. It seats five people, and the interior features two displays. The upper one is a 12.1-inch touchscreen for driver controls. The other is an 8.6-inch display climate control with other convenience functions. The e-tron Sportback is scheduled to go on sale in Europe this spring, but we're going to have to keep our fingers crossed on that one. The PSA group is starting to hint at which could be the first Peugeot model to get sold in the U.S. market again. As we reported yesterday, the merger between PSA and FCA is still on track, despite this worldwide crisis. Speaking to Ward's Auto, DS Car's product manager says the group would have to take the best of the PSA group cars. And right now, that would be the newly introduced DS9 sedan. DS developed the car to compete with other luxury cars like the Audi A4, BMW 3 Series, and Mercedes C-Class, but it actually has a slightly longer wheelbase than those vehicles. It says it imagined the car like a long wheelbase version of what you would find in China, with extra space and comfort. DS says it has plans for vehicles bigger than the DS9, but they will not come for some years yet. In other PSA group news... When FCA and PSA announced their merger, PSA's Chinese joint venture partner, Dong Fang, said it would lower its stake in PSA to help the merger go smoothly. That move would leave Dong Fang with a 4.5% holding in the new merged companies. But due to a sharp drop in stock prices, the Chinese automaker says it could change its plans to sell those shares. Hyundai's performance and brand is going to spread out to other models, but unfortunately the company is actually teasing us with some end models that it has no plans of making. The automaker just released these renderings of what the Palisade, the Nexo, and the Prophecy would look like if they were end vehicles. They all look cool, and we especially like the Palisade's low stance, fender flares, and a little bit of a wild integrated spoiler off the back. But like we said, these are just teases, And Hyundai made that very clear in its Instagram posts. Say, does Tesla really have the best gross margins in the automotive industry? Not according to the guests that we're going to have on AutoLine after hours this afternoon. Montana Skeptic is definitely a skeptic of how Tesla reports its financial earnings and presents them to investors. We're also going to have David Welch from Bloomberg on that show, so join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insights into the automotive industry. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy efficient world. Sandy Monroe just got his hands on a Tesla Model Y. And I was fortunate enough to go visit him at his shop earlier this week. Don't worry, as you'll see in the video, we took plenty of precautions to keep us healthy. And while the Y is not as bad from a fit and finish standpoint as the Model 3 he tore down a few years ago, he still came across fit and finish problems with the Model Y. Here's Sandy going into more detail. This is a gap gauge, and this is what we use to, uh, to check the whole car. And what we found was that um, here on the front, uh, or sorry, on the hood, um, we were running gaps that were uh, basically um, in the in the front from one to three and a half, and three and a half to four and a half. So those, 
If they would have been all the same, I would have been delighted. And but when you say one to one and a half, three, three and a half, what you're saying is there's probably a gap. We, of, yeah, we just put the gap gauge in. We measure where it says, and then we put the, the number down. And then we uh, look from left to right. So you want each side to be exactly right. the same, and what you're finding right. is variation from That's one correct. side to the other. But the good news is the, uh, the doors are, are great. And this is what people see. So um, this, is, uh, a, this is a good job. They did a good job here. And of course, doors are, are hard to get right. They know? are. And yeah. it, but if you get them right, no wind noise, no rain That's correct. Breaks. That's correct. The only problem was uh, when they got down to the sill, then they started seeing uh, gaps that were uh, uh, one millimeter out. I, I, I can't really throw too many rocks at that. Mm -hmm. OK, the rear of the car. Rear of the car, um, this is where the, the biggest gaps were. So, uh, all the way around, so normally uh, we would like to see uh, left to right the same, but unfortunately on here we're looking at one and a half to one, ga uh, one millimeter gaps that are differential. And then the, the biggest one was the tail lamp to the body at the lift gate, so right. yeah, and that one there is out the most, yeah. so three and a half on one side and six on the other. Yeah, I, I, I can barely stick my fingers right. in on yeah. this side. And of course, you can watch that entire video right now on our YouTube channel. Just look for it, the AutoLine Network. You know, with all this coronavirus that's going on, automakers are trying to take precautionary steps. But maybe in some cases, they're going a step too far. To help get the message out about social distancing, Audi, Volkswagen, and Mercedes-Benz have altered their logos on various social media platforms. As you can see, They've separated elements on their logos so they're not as close to each other as they were before. And this was not some April Fool's joke. Audi and Volkswagen actually posted these logos more than a week ago. Yesterday, we asked you for some cool designs that might go on the facial masks we're all supposed to be wearing. And the folks at Studio VO sent us these fantastic renderings. One with the Mustang Mach-E logo on it. The other with the Autoline logo. This is great stuff, and thanks so much for taking the time to make these. We also got some other ideas in the comments section. Jim Balecki wrote, Regarding custom face masks, an artist friend of mine is using wild, brightly colored fabric for the mask she's making in her basement. Some are covered with hearts, some are mainly floral, others are heavily patterned. Nothing boring about these masks. And Marshall Hill also had this suggestion. I'd like those bumper sticker slogans on the mask, such as, if you can read this, you're too close. Those were just a few of the responses we got. Thanks for posting them. You know, this really helps, I think, everybody get through this whole lockdown period. But anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching AutoLine Daily.